Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Kicking out North Luna's way. Here comes Dayden. Scramble. Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Chaos. Chaos is probably one word to describe around 26 of NRL. Welcome back to the Insight NRL Show. We're live for the Sunday session to talk you through all things around 26, all things for the week just gone. The show is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead and the Standard Squeeze. We thank them for their support. I am the Supercoach Brain, and the Supercoach Matrix is with me, fresh from his deer hunting trip by the looks of that jacket. Hey, go on, Matty. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, I'm warm. I'm, um, I've watched some footy on the weekend. The Broncos won, and it didn't all come up good for Supercoach. But at this end, this time of the year, this is where I'm at. Killer, man. Like, this... It's grand final week, the most important week of the year when you're talking super coach. And it was probably the, I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong here, the most chaotic week of super coach we've had all year. Yep. Like we've, we've got Manu going down with a hamstring injury. A lot of people captain him, including myself. We've got uh, susp- potential suspensions for next year. We've got send-offs. We've got sin bins. Uh, we've got all sorts of stuff happening. This week we had Nico. We had Nico getting ruled out last minute. We had Paddy Carrigan getting ruled out last minute. Like I know people that had Paddy Carrigan, and they just had, and they were coming into their grand final, and they just had to play their grand final with sixteen because they had no trades left. Yeah, and and trades honestly were were the determining factor between whether you won your grand final or not. Honestly, like the captain's choice, yep. whether you captain Manu or whether you captain Ponga or or Cleary or whoever, um, and then trades probably the two most important things this week. So, And, and I feel I mean, for people. I feel mm. for people if they lost because of an injury right there at the end of the year. Like, like I'll live with the fact that I, like, you know, with like a Dallin or I'll live with the fact that, you know, maybe you select a winger and they go the other side or whatever. But I tell you what, a hamstring injury like that just ruins you. Yeah, I mean, look. At the end of the day, it is what it is, you know. Like uh, I think a lot of people that went and got Manu this week, like me, and and went and captained him because he was playing at fullback. It wasn't the wrong decision. Doesn't mean it was oh. the wrong choice. It just means that you're unlucky. That's literally it. There's nothing you could have done. There's no decision you could have made to predict an injury. No one can do that. Um, so you've just got to kind of lick your wounds and and push on. And maybe if you're in, you know, in a run for top thousand or something, you can get yourself some nice juicy KFC to make yourself feel a bit better about the Joey Manu hammy, then you can do that. 
But um, no, that's that's super coach. That's fantasy sport in general. You you can't predict injuries. It is what it is. Um, we'll talk through them all. Talk through the injuries. Yep. We'll talk through all the shit scores. We'll talk through the good ones as we do the winners and losers every single week on Sunday. We'll answer your questions as well. So if you've got any questions for next week and you're in the run for overall or for some bizarre reason, maybe your league is set up to finish in round 27. First of all, talk to your commissioner and sort that shit out. But secondly, yep. yeah, uh, you know, if you, if you do have some moves to make next week or you're in the hunt for the top thousand, I know there's a few viewers that are. Hit us up. We'll talk to you about that. Uh, we probably both aren't. Um, but we'll talk to you about the moves we would make if we have trades or, or the moves we would make if we were in the position that you are. Um, guys, and, and lastly, if you know, it's the second last Sunday, Sash. I'm getting a little bit sentimental here. It's the second last one for the season. So if you would like to support the show, please hit subscribe at the bottom if you haven't yet so that you can get all of the future episodes pinged straight to your phone. Please hit like, obviously, if you like the content as well. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, Hit that follow button. Leave us a review. Tell the mate, tell a mate about the pod that maybe didn't listen to us this year because we are coming back strong next year, bigger and better, of course. And Maddie, we've got some NBL super coach coming, which is really exciting. Uh, very soon, if not what? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that next week? Yeah, yeah. Next next week we should start rolling out content. Content. I think it's about thirty days away. Um, the first year of NBL super coach. Um, so I suppose we're going to be bringing in people that know. NBL fantasy, and then some blokes that um, I suppose have the perspective of NRL super coach and AFL super coach. We'll try and manipulate the game from a super coach standpoint. Uh, have some heads up. Um, I follow all the basketball anyway. Have some heads up from an NBL fantasy standpoint. And as we merge them together, we'll try and manipulate the game and try and um, I suppose you get double game weeks and some stuff like that in NBL, uh, which. Yeah, the scheduling's really important. So hopefully listen to us for, I don't know, an hour a week or, uh, yeah, get your trades right. For sure. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know the first thing about NBL, if I'm honest. Like, I know Supercoach back to front. And I know the way the game works. I played BBL as well in it for a couple of years, so I understand the way that the double game weeks work and the scheduling works. Um, we recently put some stuff up on the Insight Twitter as well, or X as you, as you call it now, uh, where... <laughs> Uh, you, you're going to have to target those double game weeks and those those teams that are actually starting red hot with double fixtures in, in game weeks. So that's going to be really interesting to look at. So I'm looking forward to listening to yourself and the super coach Hawk, Robbie Kennedy, who, who runs our AFL pod, um, put out some content very soon. Good times. How'd you go, mate? How'd you go this week? Um, garbage. Uh, 11.20... Look, it could have been worse. Essentially, I had... Cleary, I decided to keep Nico in case he plays next week. I traded in Maju, which was okay. Traded in Dallin, which was not, and captained Joey Manu. Honestly, everywhere else, my team did okay. Um, there was no really low scores to talk about except for Dallin. Um, oh, maybe Reed Marnie, but you get that after not trading in hookers basically for the whole year. I think I made one trade in hooker all year. Um, didn't play Christian Welch for his 75, but realistically, you know, had Hamoli, had Munster. Could have been, I suppose it could have been worse, really. I just missed the captain. Basically, the yeah. difference between a 1300 score and that 1120 was my captain. Yeah, I, I finished on 1222. Um, I won two grand finals, so I knocked off, uh, I won the uh, Tigers Addicts first league, which is cool. Uh, and I also won the Molten League that we set up at the start of the year. So that was good times. Uh, I got knocked off in my work one, funnily enough. Remember the shade that I threw and I said, there's only one good super coach player at my work? He knocked me off this week. So, well, well, you did uh, say he, that he was one good super coach player. So. That's true. That's true. I did give him props. Um, but yeah, 12-22 wasn't enough for him. He had Captain Ponga, so he got me by about 60 or 70 points and, and the Manu captain ruined me in that one. But uh, luckily, I uh, won the others. And uh, hey. Is it two and zero? Oh? It's <laughs> for anybody watching uh, or not watching. Uh, Maddie's just flicked me the bird, which is fair. Uh, I, I've got to, I've got to take my wins when I get them. Yeah, yeah, you, um, yeah, you tidied me up in draft this week. Um, basically, I just didn't have Ponga. That was the long and short of it. Yeah, and also Jerome Hughes going off injured, what, 25 minutes early, kind of hurt when he's the yep. captain. So uh, he could yeah, have he easily picked up another try and a try and assist or something. So that could have yeah, been the difference. And, 
and I had Paddy Carrigan in that league too. So ended up picking up. Ooh, I can't remember who I picked up. Ended up picking up Lindsay Collins and Victor Radley off waivers um, just to give you a bit of a run. And that worked out really well. Um, just sat Dom Young instead of Mulatalo. Just a few things like that. Um, so, you know what? I had Xavier Coates and Will Warbrick, which was a bad idea, but I just couldn't let him sit on waivers and just played the wrong one this week as well. So, Yeah, that's fair. I think... Um... Yeah, it's everybody laughed at me when I drafted Kalen Ponga at the start of the year and I rode the wave when he got knocked out and everyone was going, oh, he's not going to play again and all these other armchair experts coming out diagnosing him. Uh, Dr. Google playing a part. But, hey, I, I held strong and I also had Dylan Brown So and I also have Sam Walker. So those three guys, I mean, are elite super coaches but have been in and out all year essentially. So I held tight on those. Luckily, I didn't drop any of them. So that's a good lesson to anybody. If you, if you do have injuries and it's not season ending and they're quality elite players, it's worth holding those guys and filling your gaps off waivers because it does play a part when you get a little bit closer to the end of the season. Um, I brought Drinky in for Latrell this week. That played out pretty well for me. hundred and I think it was 118 Drinky finished with. Uh, but I brought Manu in for Garrick. Look, I mean, I've got 17 more points than I would have got, but didn't didn't play out exactly the way I wanted it to. Um, Matty, quick shout-out to Ryan from Astute Newstead. Everybody would know by now Ryan's been on board for a couple of weeks now. We thank him for his support, but... Um, for anybody who's looking to kind of refinance their mortgage, or it might not even be your mortgage, it might be a vehicle loan, it might be a business loan, it might be a personal loan that you're looking for, uh, Ryan's got you covered from Astute Newstead. So if you're ever wondering what the best bank is, or he, maybe you're wondering if your current rate's too high, or even if you can afford your own home, or, or the next home that you're looking at, you don't have to worry anymore because Ryan's got you covered. Uh, his d- details are in the description below. You can hit him up on Instagram, or you can give him a call, or send him an email. Uh, he will get back to you and give you a no uh obligation consultation so he doesn't charge like other lenders as well a lot of other lenders they'll hit you up for a fee when they meet with you and talk to you about what you got going on so ryan all free doesn't charge a fee and um plenty of different loans there so you can reach out to him use the code insight he'll look after you and we've both worked with ryan personally can definitely vouch for the quality of um service that he offers so maddie eels 32 panthers 18 and tell me this wasn't the only tip that people got wrong this week if they're doing footy tipping because no one picked this. Absolutely nobody picked this. And legit the favourites won, I think, in every other game. Oh, Especially after, I suppose, Nico got ruled out. But I didn't see this coming. Like even with the guys that that they sat, I just never saw this coming. Anyway, it uh, goes to show that the Eels are ready for next year. <laughs> yeah, ready for Mad Monday, the boys. Um, especially Mike Acevo, 154. <laughs> I saw a few things floating around in Facebook groups this week that, oh, no, Mike Acevo, best trade in ever. I'm like, who the fuck's trading in Mike Acevo this week against the Panthers? That could have been probably the worst trade in ever that ended up with the best result. So 154 yeah. he finished with. But if you listen to us, you trade in Dallin. So, uh... hey, maybe so... these guys should have a podcast. Sometimes it just goes to show that like logic doesn't doesn't come in. Like you can look at as many of the stats and everything. Like you just can't like Joey Manu at fullback was the perfect play, but you can't predict a hammy and you cannot predict Mike Acevo scoring 154 against the Panthers. That could be the best super coach event I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean Gutho 118 didn't miss either. So the the Panthers were very unpanther like. Um, this week, like their, their edge defense was just terrible. Uh, Eels had it all over him. Gutho was running a muck, actually goal kicking relatively well as well. So 118 for him. Nathan Cleary still finished on a 109 with plenty of junk right at the end. Scored a try off a dropout or whatever it was. Um, he had 89 overnight and got 20 unicorn points, which is typical Nathan That's Cleary, our boy. really, isn't it? That's, it? That's our boy. Oh, I look at my VC. And I look at 109, then I look at my captain who got me 34. And I'm like, uh, the loop would have been fantastic this week. Because honestly, it was just Christian Welch and Max King for me, I think. And uh, that's I would have copped a 50. So yeah. anyway, is what it is. That's super coach. Um, Tom Jenkins, 96, <laughs> looked the goods. Uh, he's been good all year, really. He's had a, a few chances yeah. to fill in for Brian Toto. So he's been great. 
Dylan Brown with an 81 as well was really solid and and proving to us, obviously, and reminding us maybe because of the time he had off that he is still an elite 5'8 and probably a top three 5'8 in the competition with Munster and Cody Walker, um, or in Supercoach anyway. Um, so he was quality. And then we just got Liam Martin, 78. No one really owns him. Bryce Cartwright, if you held on to him, 75. And Hopgood, 74. Were the other mentionable scores here, mate? Anything else in, in this one that grabbed you? Not really. It's just like if... If Tom Jenkins did get a starting spot, I think he scored five tries in five games ever. Like, just something to look at that if in the future he become a starting guy, you'd want him in your team. Um, and we're just, I'm just starting to, I suppose I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm just starting to already look towards next week. Um, looks like Luai might be out for a little bit, uh, which is relevant to, I suppose, for next week and relevant to their title chances? Would you say it's relevant to anybody? And uh, look, maybe you're in a draft grand final that finishes next week. Um, you got Sunia Taruva in your team. Is that relevant to him on the left edge? Is Luai going to – obviously not Luai not being there, is that going to impact those guys? Like maybe Isaac Tungo comes back next week as well. Does that hurt those guys? Yeah, I think that it does. I don't think you want to delve in too much that if you've got – Isaac Tungo, you're not. If you've held Isaac Tungo through this, you're not going to drop him. But maybe you just don't get him in next week if that was in your plans. Um, maybe you yep. just sit Tarova. I'm sure you've got depth at this point if you're holding. If you're holding Tarova, um, and then if you've got Luai in a draft final or something like that, then yeah, you're just going to have to search on the waivers. How much does Sonny Luke scoring the same as Brian Toto hurt owners this week? <laughs> Because you've got a guy that's basement price 200K and done nothing all year, and you've got Brian Totter that people have gone and bought this week. Yeah, that's that's a real killer. But I don't feel sorry for him when people have bought Manu out there. So I'll tell you what I'm very excited about, though, in this one, before we wrap this one up and move on to the Warriors game. Sean Lane, eight. Eight, eight points this week. So that drags him down to probably 430 to 420K next week. He will be uh, he sh- okay. He should be a hundred percent owned next preseason. Yep, and probably will be eighty five percent owned. Has to be, <coughs> has to be one of the most owned players that in Supercoach at the start of a season, along with guys like Cleary and and Nico and Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen will be at a nice um, discount, obviously, with with missing this year. So he'll be one of the guys that'll be very heavily owned. But Sean Lane will be up there. Angus Crichton will be up there as well. So we'll, yep. we'll definitely start talking about these guys in preseason once pricing comes out next year, but we're still six months away. So we don't have to worry about that just yet. Mate, let's um, – actually, we've got a few questions or, or comments coming in. So we'll give a few shout-outs to the guys that have scored well this week before we move on to the next game. Uh, Raymond Crane with a 12.86. Very nice score with only 16 players this week as well. So he's, he's knocked me off. I had a full squad this week for 12.22. So uh, it goes to show that when you get your captain wrong, it hurts you. Um, we've got Brad and Sally Ferguson on. Herbie as well, having a, a brag about the Melbourne Storm, who probably couldn't name more than three players from that team. So g'day, Herbie. Thanks for hopping on. Go Norths. Uh, <laughs> the Norths that, that managed to play themselves out of uh, the number one pick this week. So what's going on there? I mean, the At Tigers could win a game if we tried. <laughs> the Tigers couldn't even win a game if we tried, though. So the Nor- North... <laughs> Kangaroos have have definitely something on the Tigers, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, and and Herbie's also said Deer Hunter by day, Brisbane Bullets player by night for that jersey. Is it a Sobe jersey? Yeah, it's a Sobe jersey. How good, love that. I might be going Mark's down to the NBL well. Blitz. I'm pretty keen. Yeah, awesome. Bit of content coming, I'm sure. If you're going to be down there, um, Anthony McElroy, thirteen oh six. He had Manu and DWZ this week as well, but it just shows that. You know, a couple of players, and obviously, captain's choice makes a huge difference there. Uh, Adam S with a fourteen fifty nine, a season high in round twenty six in a grand final. How good's that? Well played, mate. Uh, up to five k overall as well, or pushing for a five k overall. Great stuff. Derek Peters with a fourteen forty two is a big score as well. He got Manu in with his last trade. I did too. It it is what it is. That's you know, there's there's not much you can do about that. Um, I'm assuming it's Brad with us, but let us know if it's Sally on. Um, scored 11.56 with 16 players this week. No trades. So 
maybe Brad didn't listen to us throughout the year and, and hold a trade for this week, but that's do okay. You know, do you want to know what? Like all these people that burnt their trades early and then they bring in Joey Manu and, the, and then the guys that have their trades bring in Joey Manu and TWZ <laughs> and get absolutely You end up fun. in the same spot. Like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> it's killer. killer. We, did this, we did this all year for this, guys. This is fantastic. <laughs> How good. 20, 30 weeks of prep. We we did like maybe four to five weeks of preseason content as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, a deep dive on every team and every position and players you need to look out for, all f- for Manu to go down with the hammy. How good. <laughs> um, Simon Brown, 983, not the best week. Captain Manu had Nico and Patty. Didn't realize they'd been ruled out until at the end. Mate, honestly, Simon, if, you, if you're not on Twitter, I'd recommend doing it because there are some people that put some late mail on there. Follow them. Uh, or follow us on Twitter, and we'll put the late mail out for you. Usually, we try our best. Um, that way, then you don't get caught short. It it definitely helped me. Uh, Mark with the twelve fourteen with sixteen players. A uh, bit of an inside joke and inside Molten joke. We're talking about Franks. Do you want to elaborate? Oh, Robert Franks that used to play for the Bullets. One time, I was absolutely pizzled um, playing two K with. Oh, probably Madden actually, not Justin. And um, yeah, I was just going on that Robert Franks when he played for the Bullets should have been the um, should be the MVP for the year. And I, uh, it just I just ended up said like Mitch Craig, Bryce Cotton, whatever. We're talking about Franks, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just it, he played for the 36ers for years. He's playing in Israel or, or Saudi or somewhere now, and we're still talking about it. So, still talking about Franks. I like it. Um, Mickey Dell from the AFL podcast. Thanks for the content this year, lads. Ripper duo. Yeah, we do all right. Um, looking forward to next year. Yes, look, we, we're going to have some time off, which is good. Maddie's probably sick of me, um, which is, you know, we, we need a bit of a break. We've done, I think I, I calculated it race throughout the week and i'm like how many fucking nrl podcasts have we done this year so we did um obviously 17 team previews we did seven positional analysis we did about three drafts so we did 27 episodes before we even started the year and then we did what two and i reckon we probably did two and a half episodes or at least two episodes a week uh maybe even three three for the majority of the week at the back end of the year we we nearly hit 100 podcasts this year just for nrl which is pretty cool so uh, you're probably looking forward to ripping in with Rob for some NBL content, bit of a change of pace for you. Yeah, it's a bit of a swingers party here at Insight Fantasy Sports where, <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're swapping partners with the AFL pod. And, um, yeah, look, I'm excited to try something new. I, um, I'm all for swingers parties, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to team up with Mickey Dell uh, for, for BBL at the back end of the year. So we'll start some content maybe late October. The BBL, for anybody who fon- follows the BBL, the draft is coming up really early next – or sorry, it's coming up next week, which is exciting. So the international draft is coming. We're going to know where some of these players are going to drop. So uh, we'll do a bit of a podcast maybe mid-September to kind of update everybody on where that's at if you're an avid v- BBL follower. I'll tell you what, there is nothing better – than watching a BBL match with the Christmas tree up in the corner of the lounge room. It's just that time of the year that you've got a tin, maybe you've got a Corona or you've got maybe a maybe a bolter or something if you're really fancy. And uh, you, you're sitting there watching, you're Stop. watching the Perth Scorchers and you're watching uh, maybe someone like Faf de Plessy come out and he just bombs them over the top, uh, the opening bowler. And uh, that's Levin Barry. I love it when they start a bit early when it gets close to Christmas because some people are off and then it comes on at like two o'clock while you're at work. Yeah. Oh, yep. Nobody does anything all afternoon. It's fantastic. <laughs> and mate, I've seen your beer fridge at work. It could get a fucking battering at Christmas, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark was going to say, if anybody, uh, I was going to say, Anyone who brought in Sevo knows nothing about Supercoach. Was rocking a three-game average of 12.7 and then brought in Nick Kotrick two weeks ago at 200K and got 57 and 60. Hey, honestly, if you've got that insight and you know, mate, you need to fucking flick, you need to flick us a message because I would have brought Sevo in. If somebody told me, no, actually, that's a lie. Oh, there's no way I'm fucking bringing that guy in. But hey, Nick Kotrick is not look. How good did he look the other night? He's got a fresh fade. Every single time I see him play, he's got the <laughs> freshest haircut ever. He's got a good barber, Nick Kotrick. Um, Ah Nguyen, 1360 this week, had DWZ and Manu. Look, honestly, most people had DWZ and Manu who know what they're doing. And uh, honestly, how about this bloke's YouTube picture, by the way? He's more shredded than a Julianne salad. <laughs> good on you, Arn. 
<laughs> for anybody who picks that reference up, let me know in the comments as well. Um, I'm hoping someone's picked up on that movie reference. Um, <laughs> uh, Brad tried to keep trades down. I'm a helpless trader. Hey, no, we've got a few of them. Uh, special uh, shout out to Brent in the Discord for insight. Loves loves a trade. Ran out about four weeks ago, the great man. So uh, you're not the only one. Did he do the power trade or whatever it is in um, in FPL in the first week too? Yeah, yeah he wildcarded after one week. <laughs> it's outstanding. It's, Helpless yeah, trade. Outstanding. Helpless trade. That's it. Oh, um, let's move on. This is good. Let's talk uh, about sorry, the Warriors did I cut you and the Dragons. Yeah, let's talk cool. about the Warriors and the Dragons. Lead us in, mate. CNK 89 thoughts. Oh, just a, a great treat to own all year. Honestly, just you, just brilliant. You you bought him in fucking real early, man. That was a really good call by you. And he was one of those guys that I wanted to get in, but other trades kept popping up. Um, you bit it, the bullet real early. Yeah, it was one of those situations where wasn't that high on just the fact of just getting in fullbacks for the sake of getting in fullbacks. Like people were getting in Sloan early. Uh, people were getting in Hammer early. I know that we missed the trick with those, but he'd had his first price rise. And I'm just like, this guy just looks like he could just keep soaring. And he's become a season-long keeper after getting him in round four or five. Um, just really good. Like who could think that the Warriors were going to be this good this year? Um, but yeah, just a great trade to own for the year. So good, man. And so good to watch. Like he's just mm. in everything. So in his connection with SJ been so good. So AFB 84 hurt me. I'm in a head to head final against a guy that had AFB and he fucking falls, trips on his own shoelaces and falls over and scores one in the fucking in goal. And I thought, you know, this is just my week. It's just going to be one of those weeks where, you know, all my, the players I'm playing against do well and, and my guys do shit. 84, he finished with probably could have finished on maybe a 70 or a 65, which it's all part of the game. Other scores here, Blake Laurie with a 76, Adam Pompey with a 70. No one owns those guys, so not an issue there. Torhu Harris with a 60. He got a bit of a downgrade. I was looking at his score early, and he was on 63. Yeah, We have a bolter bet on Torhu Harris, and I haven't forgotten it, because currently, before this game, he averaged 66.9. We've got a bolter bet that he averages over 65 for the season. So this could come down to next week, and I'm very yeah, right. fucking nervous. I'm actually hoping he gets sat next week. The Warriors can't do any better or worse. So it doesn't matter if he plays, and this is a week that he should sit. So for the bolter bet gods, Tohu Harris, you don't need to play next week, mate. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I don't know who else to talk about. Like you don't want to look at anyone from the Dragons. There's no one super coach relevant. Honestly, I could see myself starting next year without another without one dragon on my team again. Um yeah. they just don't look like they're getting any better either. Like they played all right against the Warriors for how good the Warriors have been um, watching the game. But realistically, I just have no interest in them from a super coach standpoint. Yeah. No, no, completely agree. They're a shit-ass team. And, and it's the same as the Tigers, except maybe there's a couple of guys that have come over from other clubs or just have attacking upside that you look at. Like Bula was a great option as a rookie. Um, Isaiah Papali'i come across from Parramatta, and everybody knows he was the best front row forward last year. Uh, Johnny Bateman came across from England who was outstanding when he played for the Raiders in the NRL <laughs> two or three years ago. So, like, there's there's options there. Whereas, the Tigers are a bit better in attack, yeah. Are they, though? Yeah, I don't know. They, they, were when, they were when Buller was, you know, slinging Pumping. everything and, and Bateman was moving forward. And, you know, I think Luke yeah. Brooks has lost a little bit of interest. Um, yeah. <laughs> Luke Brooks lost interest in fucking 2012, mate. I wouldn't worry about Luke Brooks. Um, John, Sean Johnson with a 50, Jackson Ford with a 47 off the bench. Uh, most people would have sat him, so probably the right decision. Uh, yep. Dallin with Tanny Zalesniak, 25. Did you bring him in? Yeah. Yep. Ah, oh, um, I ne- I did. I nearly did by about two hours. About two hours before the game, I went and picked my, my little man up from daycare, and I thought, I'm on the way home, and I'm uh, – I'm thinking, fuck, there's a real good chance here that he just has a quiet one. And what you said on last Tuesday really stuck with me. Like, the Dragons haven't actually been that bad. They haven't Mm. been terrible. Defensively, they've been okay. So I'm like, you know, 
look, when, when we look at Warbrick scoring a hat-trick the week before and obviously like Dallin last time scoring 175, I think that skewed a lot of people and it was still the right play. I still think Dallin in was yep. the right play this week. It just didn't play out. And obviously the Dragons were very aware of where they're going to be targeted down that left edge. So it, it is what it is. Unfortunately, no no luck for Dallin. Mate, I'm sick of talking about the Dragons-Warriors game, so we can move on from this one. Yep. Cowboys 34, Dolphins 10. Thoughts uh, thoughts on this one? A couple of big scorers in this one and a couple of well-owned guys. Yeah. Look, Dolphins are bad. Um, Cowboys are trying to make a run. That sounded like the start of a poem. Um, getting <laughs> getting forwards it off. from the getting forwards from the Dolphins in your team is really dumb. Um, that was that was about the best I could do. <laughs> um, That's cool. Look, you've done well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was impromptu. Just so you know. Um, look, Scotty <laughs> Drinkwater, 124, um, just proves why he's been the best, or probably the second best player in Supercoach all year. Um, Jermaine Asako, 111 in an absolute pizzling. Like I regret trading him out. But it is what it is. Um, Hammer at fullback becomes just somebody that um, you want in your team. We were wrong at the start of the year. Um, but I think as the Dolphins sort of build from this year, I think a lot of this, like getting Kafusi and getting, um, you know, the Bromwich brothers and some of these older blokes in, um, I think as they move forward, this team's going to be a lot better. Um, but I think Asako, Hammer, you and Aitken, and all those blokes are there to stay, and they'll be very good football players going into next year as well for Supercoach. What do you think? Yeah, oh, 100%. The Scotty Drinkwater man has been an absolute revelation this year. He's been, if you got on at 600K, 650K, or whatever it was when he bottomed out, you are a fucking wizard. Uh, and we want you on the podcast, so hit us up. If you hit us, get in our inbox if you if you got Scotty Drinkwater out when he, uh, <laughs> or you got him in when he bottomed out. 124. I got him in this week. I'm very happy about that move. I nearly got Dallin, so that's a 100-point swing. That probably would have cost me a couple of head-to-head grand finals, to be fair, if I made that yep. move. Let me tell you this. Jermaine Asako, we bashed the living shit out of this bloke and Hammer in, in preseason. Not only did hey, we talk shit about the Dolphins, bashed, and we said... I bashed Hammer. I bashed Hammer. Not my boy I bashed Asako. Us, I, ba- I bashed both. 100%. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit when I'm wrong. You get you gave me a massive spray when he was remember during the preseason pods we were doing a um you know yeah, like a point of difference or whatever and yeah mine yeah. mine was a sarco and you just absolutely gave me a spray live so I want to try and find that episode maybe we'll go back and we'll try and find a few takes from like preseason and we'll <laughs> we'll play them maybe in the last episode of the year or something as a bit of a piss take because fuck we got some we got some right don't get me wrong we got some real good takes but we got some stinkers as well. So it's yep. uh, it's fun. It's fun to be able to take the piss out of yourself here and there. Um, Labor, 91. Tualangi, 89 in this one. Hammer, 73. I played him this week because I had no other choice. Um, Kyle Felt, 70. So some decent scores in this game. 34 points for the Cowboys. You'd hope there would be some scores that come from that. Um, Connolly Lemuelu, 61. If you played him in the center wing, or maybe you had him as a jewel to flip between the positions, you did pretty well. Harrison Graham, 50. I got him in draft. I'm pretty happy with that one. Um, yeah, the man just makes, he's just a tackle bot. Um, yeah, he got 46 tackles, I think. Yeah, he did. Did nothing in attack. Didn't need to, though. Just passed off the ground, which is fine. Um, talk to me about the demise, I'm going to call it, of Jason Taumalolo. He is 388,000. And he only just covered his break even this week by one point with a 34. What is going on with JT? Because this is criminal that he's scoring this low in Supercoach. I actually searched how old he was the other day just because I'm like, is he that old that like, I think he's just bodies breaking down and he's just not a hundred percent. He's just not a hundred percent there at the moment. Um, the Cowboys, I always expected once the Cowboys just started playing better that he would be one of the guys that that start going forward. But, yeah, just like with the rise of Ruben Cotter, um, there's been the fall of Jason Talmalolo. Brutal. Really, really disappointing. But anyway, that's all right. It is what it is. There's plenty of other players coming up. Uh, let's move on. Melbourne Storm 37, Gold Coast Titans 16 points. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We knew there was going to be some points scored in this game, didn't we? It was going to be those. Yeah. It, it was always going the overs. Um, and as a punter, you're taking the overs every day of the week. Xavier Coates, 89. Uh, Brian Kelly got a 97. Tino with an 85 is popular. Munster with an 87. Eli Katoa with an 82. Your boy, Jerome Hughes with an 82, somehow in like 50-odd minutes, which is very impressive. Um, he was, he was Randall on with a 75. like 130, I reckon. Yeah, I agree with that. And Eli Katoa probably would have benefited from keeping Jerome Hughes on the field as well yep. on the right-hand side. Um, Nick Meany with a 75. Christian Welch, I sat him for a 75, which was fantastic. Every time I sit the bloke, he gets a fucking try. So I'll let everybody know when I'm going to sit him next time, and he's a, he's a guaranteed lock to score. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen with an 11, though, is my big point from this game because he's got a break-even of 100, he's 950K, and he got an 11, yep. which means he's going to drop down to about 850 next week, roughly, yep. give or take. Um, and then potentially his average this year in the regular season could end up sub-30. Uh, let's hope that influences the scoring and the way that it's priced next year because Pappy could be sub-600K next year like Turbo was the year before. Yep, and... I think that he'll be one of the first guys I add. Um, it's hard because I think I, I've said that about a three fullbacks and you just can't do it. Um, yeah, it, it is going to be hard to fit all these guys in, but I think Pappenhausen, if he's 600K, will be, I will have the same opinion that I had with Turbo this year. Yeah, absolutely. Turbo is too good to pass up and so will Pappy be if he's in that price range. <coughs> Anybody else in this one? David Fafita, 47. Fuck me. I mean, I thought Fafita was a lock considering he scored 70 or 80 last week against the Panthers. Like, I thought he would have gone 50, 60, or at least 70. Um, 47, a bit disappointing for him. Yeah. Yeah, a bit disappointing. But I suppose when you're absolutely getting pumped, he sort of looked like, oh, when he was close to the line, he looked like he was trying, but, you know, didn't run it out of the back too much. Um, sort of maybe lost a bit of interest. All right. Yeah, well, he, he's put his signature down on a piece of paper and it seems like that's uh, quickly ended things for him, hasn't it? So, uh, yeah, hey, good luck to him. He's getting paid. So he's locked hey, his, his future up with the Titans. People that I bring up all the time, AJ Brimson uh, come in, you know, scored 70, um, 520K, could be a guy to look to next year. I know I was really high on him and he sort of didn't come good, kept scoring those sort of 40s or 50s when the Titans were bad. If the Titans can play a bit better, I think that he can be a, a lot more involved. So, Hey, I, I like it. The only issue with Brimson is that he's not going to have the 5-8 duel next year. Didn't play 5-8 yep, at all this year. True. So you're going to have to pick him up at fullback, which means you're picking him over guys like Teddy, Turbo, Happy. Yeah, fuck. All of these guys. Anyway. Um, very, very big point of difference. Are you, do you have the balls in you to, um, to go with Brimson again next year? Fuck yeah. I'd, I'd just double down. I'm going to get Hudson Young. Hudson Young and Brimson are going to be my first two added next year. Always been a big Hudson Young fan. Um, yeah, love it. Mm. He's, uh, he's earned himself a nickname in the Discord, by the way, of Spudson Young after we, <laughs> we spruced him for, um, we spruced him for about maybe, a month saying this guy's the next coming of Jesus. And then uh, we, we finally got him in and he averaged about 47. Uh, so yeah, good times. And he, he fucking scored a try on this week and we'll talk about it soon. He scored a try and still only got 54. He had 48 or something at halftime. 
Spudson, what are you doing? Yeah, he's just killing yeah. my super coach hopes and dreams. Yeah, he's just like, and the best comparison is somebody like Nanai. He is just a try scoring bloke, and Canberra actually haven't had that many tries in him this year. Uh, that's probably the bigger, I suppose, the analyst perspective is Canberra have scored three tries a game um, and just defended really well. Um, so, yeah, he needs to be in. They need to score five tries, and he's going to score one or two of them every day, I reckon. So. Yep, fair call, fair call. Quick shout-out, Standard Squeeze. The boys at the Standard Squeeze are obviously sponsoring the show each and every week since the preseason as well. The boys have come on board. We thank them for their support. Ash and the boys over at the Standard Squeeze are fantastic, and they look after us. Speaking of the Standard Squeeze, you can use a discount code, Insight15. It'll get you 15% off if you go to thestandardsqueeze.com and use that code. Now, I've got my four-in-one. Now, I, I want to give Matty a shout-out here. I don't give him props too often, but fuck, he's, be, he's been under the weather at the last 24 hours or so. Uh, I messaged him yesterday at about 6 p.m. saying, well, there goes my season, Joey Manu. He messages me back at about fucking midday today going, <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> it's out of action. No good. Um, so, mate, full, full credit to you. I'm actually surprised you're not on the beers, though, to be fair. I tell you what, after how much time I spent on the toilet in the last 24 hours, I don't even think I could stomach one, to be completely honest. I tell you what, oh, by the end of it, it looked like a 4X gold coming out. <laughs> We're live, so we can't, <laughs> we can't edit that out. That's shocking. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're honest. We are honest at the Insight Podcast Network, so we, uh, we thank everybody for sticking around, but uh, we don't blame you if you jump off right now. That's fair. <laughs> hey, um, some quick questions uh, or some comments, I guess, around some scores. Um, Matthew Granger's wild-carded as well, FBL player, and he's already wild-carded. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I love it or hate it. I, I love the fact that you just can't help yourself, but I hate it because it's just not the right play. Um, in saying that, though, it's week four of FPL next week, and I might wild-card next week. <laughs> In in saying that, I didn't wildcard after one week, and I think I scored about thirty four in week two after scoring one hundred and twenty odd in the first week. So, <laughs> so things worked out really well for you. Good. Mm. Um, the degenerate super coach uh, twelve sixty with a captain on Manu. Welcome to the club. Saved my round trading Hines to DCE. Yeah, the DCE play was really nice for anybody who traded Hines to DCE. It looks like Hines is going to be back next week though, so hopefully Hines repays the holders. Or the people with no the people with no trades, probably a better way to to explain yep. it. Um and That's and me. goes and gets us a 120. That is also me. Um what else have we got? Lomax could be a shout if he plays fullback. Yeah, he could. I don't see Tyrell Sloan losing that position though. Mark thinks maybe Lomax might play fullback. Who knows? Yeah. If he is, yeah, great. Goal kicking fullback on a terrible team. Um probably still better options. Raymond Campbell has has gone and brushed the voice to come on and listen to us. That is seriously impressive. Thank you, Raymond, for hopping on. 14.34 for the old boys, winning three out of three grand finals and two top fours and a bottom half. Congratulations, mate. Good on you. He has. Hopefully he's been listening to Inside as well. Hopefully we can claim some of his his glory. Uh, Mark, buying Ponga at 500K was my drink water worthy moment. Absolutely. I'm with you on that one. I'm very happy to own Ponga from the early 500K mark. So that worked out beautifully. Yeah, Mark, I owned him at 500K too. And then he got HIA'd and then didn't play for about five weeks. And then I didn't get him back until he was about 800K. So yeah, that wasn't my drink water moment, buying him cheap. Mine was spooking him all preseason and then starting the year with him. Hmm. Yes, and then it's more drink 4X gold moment for you, yeah. trading him out. But, hey, it's the right move to trade him out too. He didn't play for a month. He just yeah. had to. It's just bad timing. It is what – Yeah. It's just one of those things you can't help. Uh, Brad, I really enjoyed the first year of playing Supercoach. Good on you, man, for, for getting involved as well. First first year to watch YouTube and to follow a podcast and stuff is pretty cool too. I Honestly, the first four or five years I played Supercoach, I didn't follow any podcasts. I just winged it and I just went, oh, I'll get these players in because I'll like them. So the fact yep. that you've actually wanted to do this properly is cool. Currently sitting in the top 2,000 in his first year. I think in my first year as Supercoach, I came like 25,000. So very, very impressive. Good on you, man. Uh, and thanks for the shout out as well. We've we've enjoyed ourselves. 
Uh, Adam S sold Hughes to SJ in round 21 for the dream run home. Still 70 points behind and might not even cover it. Yeah, one of those ones you put down in your black book and you go, well, that's a that's a lesson for the year. Um, got my order Thursday morning, so I got to break in a four-in-one. Oh, yeah, so Adam did put in an order with the standard squeeze using the Insight code, Insight 15, and uh, he got to watch his four-in-one with a finals win. Good on him. What a legend. Lovely. How good's that? All right, mate, let's rip into these last four games. Hey, Roosters 32, Tigers 8. Um, again, as a Tigers supporter, expected. Now, I tell you what wasn't expected. Joey Manu grabbing his pig string about uh, 20 or 19 minutes into the game. Broke my heart. And then, even worse, to rub it in, watching Joseph Suwali'i go to fullback and score 130. I'm, that that literally just rubbed salt into the wound, and I was like, no, I'm good, done with Supercoach. Good call. Good call that whoever was playing fullback was going to score really well. So. Mm-hmm. I also said last week, get Joseph Suwali'i in as a pod. So I really hope that people listened. I didn't listen. I never listened to myself. But um, I hope I hope other people listen because not only am I really good at Supercoach, but I can also see the future. So actually, uh, we'll, we'll see for next year. Actually, Aman was messaging in one of our chats uh, that we're in with, um, I think, Whisperer and Aman and, and all those sort of blokes. And he's just like, do I bring in Suwalihi? I was like, just bring him in. Just bring him in. So I'm curious to see if he actually did. Yeah, he didn't. Oh no! He didn't. No, I don't think he did. Um, I'm going to go and listen to his pod though when he when he drops it because he normally does a Sunday review, doesn't he? A little bit later yeah. than us, so I'll, I'll hop on and <laughs> see if he did. I'm pretty sure he didn't do it. Um, <clears throat> uh, Brandon Smith nine is it Brandon? Yeah, Brandon Smith ninety. I had to double check that. I'm like, hang on, surely this is Billy Smith. What's Brandon Smith doing at the top of the table here? I told um, you. I told you three or four weeks ago to get him for the run home. You would have got your ninety yeah, yeah. in your head to head matchup. He would have. He would have absolutely got me knocked out for his 26 and his 28, though, in round 23 and 24. So thanks for that tip. Um, yeah, but it was about it was about matchups. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah, good. So you told me a month ago to get him in for his 26 and his 28, just to make sure that in the grand final that I won't make, that he gets a 90. Thanks, bro. That's, really, that's a really good one. Anytime, good tip. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, Luke Geary, 86. Uh, Torrell May, 72. Sam Walker, welcome back with a 71. Had a HIA, spent 15 minutes off the field and still finished with a 71. So good result for him. A few people did the Nico Hines to Sam Walker trade as well mm. this week. You wouldn't be upset so with it, but it. you also wouldn't be stoked, would you? I was so close to it, and then I just thought, Nico next week. Um, Sam Walker's matchup against the Rabbitohs probably isn't the best. Um yeah, let's just get in Dallin and watch how many points he scores. So, yeah, worked out really mm-hmm. well, man. Yeah, da- <laughs> poor Dallin. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at my captain's choice at the bottom here in the game day. Joey Manu with a 16 scored less than Jared Warrior Hargraves, who got binned <laughs> and then didn't come back on the field. So, yeah, yeah, things went really well. <laughs> things went really well for me in this game. Um, even Billy Smith got 46. Sewer Wong, though. Josh Wong. Yeah. Josh Sewer. Same thing. Uh, 54 he got. He is a yeah. serious talent, this guy, man. He's such a good player. I just think he might keep Crichton. He might stop Crichton from being re-signed by the Roosters and might also have – like, I want him at 300K, but, like, he might be just pricing himself out of a out of a Team 1 get next year. I completely agree. What's what's he average this year? Uh, Fifty oh no, forty three point two. He'll be priced at around the four hundred and ten mark if anything is to go off this year's pricing. So no, I, I won't buy him for four ten unless he is the starting edge back rower. Um, any were any tigers worth talking about, mate? You got ba- well, Bateman sixty three, Buller fifty four, iPad fifty. When you have a look at a team and nobody scores over about 63, you just start to think then this isn't a super coach relevant team. Yeah. I mean, even guys like David Clemmer, 42. Like, like just David Clemmer away, used to man. be a super coach like, yeah. beast. You started the year with Nofaluma. He got 12. <laughs> yeah, I bailed on that one real quick, didn't I? That was, that was a good decision for me to start the year with him. Uh, so lesson for future Nathan next year in February uh, when you're doing a you're doing your team drafts and you're starting to look at players, you don't look at anyone from the Tigers at all. Yeah. 
That's it. Yep. That's no it. one from the Tigers, no one from the Dragons. Probably I might, I might even consider the Dolphins, considering they've absolutely bent me over this year. So maybe <sighs> Dolphins are the play. I'd really like you and Aitken if he'd come down in price a little bit. Yeah, you and Aitken was such a good super coach cash cow like four or five years ago when he entered the league. Yeah. Yeah. He was so good. And he was dual I, as well. So it was a good spot. Yeah. He's still dual. I just love watching him play. Yep. Let's move on. 29-18, Broncos over the Raiders. Uh, Ricky Stewart getting a big fuck off to the cameraman was probably my highlight for oh, this game. <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever so seen. Good. So good. Uh, everyone's ripping into him on Twitter. I'm like, fucking good on him. You don't want the camera yeah. on you. Tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, I You just saw live that the, uh, that the police and everything were getting involved. There would have been a riot in Canberra. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. There was some anger in the press conference as well at the end of the game. So um, I feel yeah. like Ricky Stewart probably brings this on as bad as it sounds. I love the passion of Ricky Stewart and he, he kind of stirs the crowd up a little bit to get a little bit maybe angry or against the officials. So I don't know whether it's a tactic of his, but yeah, there, there were some angry Canberra Raiders fans there. That's for sure. Um, so when, so first of all, Reese Walsh, 141. Fuck, how good was he? He's just in everything. Everyone was concerned about Reese Walsh having the kicking duties. He gives a shit whether he has the kicking duties or not. He showed everybody he can score 150 on his dick without really having to kick goals at all. How good is he? Um, honestly, watching this, watching how good Canberra's, Canberra's defense was and watching us win this, I'm starting to think this could be a premiership winning team. Yeah, and hey, we saw glimpses of what uh, where things can go wrong for the Panthers on the on the weekend. So hey, this could happen. You're good enough, and you've put up a t- you put up thirty points on a team where you have no Adam Reynolds, and you had no Paddy Carrigan, and they're your yep. two best players. So that, that's huge. That's huge confidence builder. I've heard um, Paddy and Adam out next week as well, which is hard work. Uh, for us, um, I suppose it just shows that they're not as good as we'd sort of hope that maybe they'd just been ruled out, you know, almost almost resting, has a niggling injury, um, getting towards the pointy end of the year, and they just rested them. But, yeah, it might be a bit worse than that for Patty and Renault, and we will need them. So, Yeah, well, if they get a rest next week, fingers crossed, they're good to go the week after. Um, you've got the Melbourne Storm next week, so that's definitely no easy matchup either. And who do the Panthers have? Because the Panthers basically have to win. Um, and then the Broncos, if they win, they get them on a premiership, right? So yep. there's plenty to play for next week, which means that there's a good chance that the Panthers don't rest their players next week, which is huge for Supercoach. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder whether Panthers at this stage don't care too much. They are playing the Cowboys, though. So... Yeah, it'll be There's a difference at the do. moment. There's a so the Warriors and the Melbourne Storm. So the Warriors have a two point lead on the Storm in the latter. So Melbourne have to win next week against the Broncos, which would have huge implications on the top four. Who do the Warriors have? Because if the Warriors win next week, it doesn't matter for Melbourne. So the Warriors, the Warriors have the Dolphins, so they'll win. Yeah, it's a lock. Okay. So basically. If the Broncos win, they've got minor premiership, so it doesn't matter what happens with Penrith. But if Melbourne win and the Warriors lose somehow and the Dolphins beat them, Storm could jump them into third. Because yeah, they've got I've points, sort of, they've got four and against above them. And I'm sort of reserved to the fact that we're probably playing um, the Storm two weeks in a row. Yeah. You tell me why you would want to finish third when you have to play the Panthers. Like, yeah, you, surely the Broncos, yeah. uh, surely Melbourne would rather finish fourth and play the Broncos. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then the Panthers have to play the Warriors in uh, in the first week of the finals. So, yeah, I don't know. Do Storm rest players next week with the fact that they'd rather finish fourth and third? Yeah. that's that's That could be a very interesting play out. Because um, there's no way Storm can drop to fifth the way that I see it. No, not a, no way. Not a chance. Um, let's move on, mate. Let's move on to the next, uh, the last two games, the Sunday games. Uh, Manly 42, Bulldogs 24. DCE and Tolu Kola, great trade-ins this week. The Rugby League guru did both of them, which was genius. 136 for DCE, 124 for Tolu Kola. Even Toff Sipley, 96. 
Waddell 98, Blake Wilson 98, our boy Homoli Olakawatu with an 87. Very happy about that one with the meat pie. Yeah. He was paying about $3.50 to score as well. Very nice, yeah, nice. value. Um, thoughts on this one, mate? Manly obviously put a fair, uh, uh, kind of put him to the sword, I guess. The Bulldogs just defense couldn't hold up with him. Yeah. Um, like talking about garbage teams that you don't want to add, the Bulldogs still sort of score tries, which is okay. Um, so, yeah, look, there's not too much I want to go through. Just those guys that did go Nico to Daily Cherry Evans. Slow clap to you. Um, Aman went with Jason Saab this week for a 44. So Jason Saab yeah, scored cool. a try uh, for a 44. And look, that it was a it was a nice play targeting that left edge of the Bulldogs. Like, I don't, I don't mind Jason Saab as a play this week. <laughs> I had him as an anytime try scorer in a multi. And mind you, I tell you what, my punting was fucking awesome this weekend, just between you and I. Uh, I got two real nice multis paying above five bucks each. So that, that played out nicely. I put them both in the discord as well. So if you're not in the discord, get in there. Uh, we've got a punting section. We've got a gaming section. If you like your PlayStation or your Xbox, we've got fantasy sport in literally every sport you can find, including the NBL that'll start up soon. BBL, NRL, AFL, NBA fantasy is pumping every day. So it's all happening in the insight discord. So go to the description below, click on the invite link and, and jump in and get involved in the chat. Um, anything else in this game, mate? Look, honestly, there's really not much to talk about aside from, uh, I mean, there's not even any kind of bad scores from well-owned players in this because the Bulldogs, no. you, there's not really any well-owned players from the Bulldogs or Manly. Yep. No, happy to move on to the next one. 32-6, mate. Knights, Sharks. Uh, the Sharks are proving that they still can't beat top eight teams. Obviously, Nico out was a big determining factor with that. Um, and, but Calum Ponga, 126, a, leads the way again. And this was an absolute ripper up until after halftime and then the flood, floodgates sort of opened. I think the score doesn't reflect how much of an arm wrestle this game was. Sharks were pretty good. Knights were really good. Um, Calum Ponga got a little bit injured. Um, but, look, I think if Nico were the, was there, I wonder whether the Sharks would have won this, to be honest. Yeah, I, no, I completely agree. The, the, the Knights definitely weren't at their best. Um, Callum Ponga pretty much put the team on his back there for a while. I'll tell you who has been an absolute revelation for these guys. Adam Kloon has been so good since Jackson Hastings has been out. So, yep. I mean, obviously he's not going to hold his spot when Hastings is fit. But the question marks now start to pop up. It's like, hey, do, how do we get this guy in our team? Because they've been playing incredibly well since Hastings has been out. And Clune has been top-notch. So not super coach relevant. We're talking more football now, but fuck, he's been good. Yeah, he has been. Um, and could the – could you just, I suppose, being a West Tigers boy, could you just try and pick him up? 100%. I mean, we're kind of set now in terms of halves. We've got um, – we, we signed Latu Fainu now, which is uh, one of the big plays in terms of next year looking at youth – um, he, he's a quality player, New South Wales under-19s origin player. So um, I'm excited about him, and we've just signed Aiden Caesar as well. So it looks like we've got our halves set. But, hey, like there's so many good halves in the competition at the moment that don't have a spot in a first-grade team. So he, he's definitely going to be uh, a guy that you want to pick up for, for players that, or for teams that are looking for halfbacks. Absolutely. Um, in this one, mate, all four of the Knights' back line – performed as we expected them to perform. Now, when we yeah. look at Ponga, 126, but you've got Bradman Best, 89, Dom Young, 83, Gagai, 81, Marju, 76. So uh, all of them were quality, and you can't go wrong with any of them, really, can you? No. Uh, and as long as the Knights are scoring points, all these guys are going to go well. Um, and their base isn't too bad outside of Dom Young either. <laughs> um, yeah, targeting the Knights outside backs, obviously, has worked for super coaches all year. I'm just a bit disappointed that it took me so long to catch on. So, um, but Adam Elliott scored 66 as well. Um, I suppose the Sharks without Nico didn't have that attacking upside. So there wasn't a lot like the guys that scored, I suppose the points, you know, Cam McInnes would have got most of that in base. Uh, Nicara would have got a lot of that in base. Um, Connor Tracy scored it, their one try and got 67. I suppose without, you know, if Trindle's one of your best halves, then you're in you're in trouble, realistically. True, true. It's it really shows the lack of depth in this squad when you take Nico out of it. 
because when you take Nico out of this team, you call them a eight to twelfth team, yep. wouldn't you? Like on paper. Uh, Connor Tracy, though, I'm really glad he's getting a run. I fucking rate him so highly. I think he's such a good player. Uh, and honestly, he would be able to play fullback or center or wing at nearly every club in the competition. So I'm glad he's getting a crack. Um, it's just a shame it has to be off the back of an injury. So hopefully there's some players out or some teams out there that are targeting him next year. Yep. Um, not really much else to talk about in this one, mate. Nicker 55 is well-owned. Obviously... Um, not going to hurt you too much if you if you don't own him, but if you do own him, you know that most people have him, so that's not an issue. Yep. Jesse Ramian with a 34. Ronaldo Mulatalo with another 25. You know what you're going to get with him. It's going to be 80 or yep. it's going to be 20. Rock so it's just one of those. Yep. yep. One of those 20 weeks. Um, mate, that's this week done and dusted, covered. <clears throat> as we as the season goes on, there's less to talk about because there's yeah. kind of limited options now, right? Um, yeah. I want to quickly talk about round 27 and what your thoughts are on that. I know we'll talk about it a lot more on Tuesday when team lists come out, but are there any kind of matchups standing out for you next week? Like when we talk about round 27 and where you're looking for trades, if you had any trades left. Yeah, look, uh, give me a second because the uh, draw is still loading up. So if you have anything, you talk about it. Great. So for me, the Friday, the 1st of September game with the Sea Eagles against the Tigers, DCE, Homoliola Kawatu and Jason Saab could actually tear the Tigers apart. We know that the left edge of the Tigers defensively is very poor, and we know that the left edge of the Tigers have given up the, the second most tries in the competition. So Saab, Ola Kawatu, and DCE, if you don't have any of them and you've got a sneaky trade up your sleeve and Nico Hines maybe doesn't get named, DCE could be a play. Or if you want to go yep. with the pod CTW, then Jason Saab could be your man. Um, or maybe Ola Kawatu is probably a little bit priced out of the market now. I'd yep. say we're looking at those three guys to have a big game on, on Friday night. I'm going to double down on Dallin and go New Zealand against the Dolphins still. I still think that your Sean jo- as long as they're named, um, your Sean Johnsons, your Dallins, um, Tohu Harris, if they play, being that ball-playing lock, I think that New Zealand will still want to finish the season strong. I think that they could still score big against the Dolphins. Yeah, no, I agree. Suncorp Stadium as well is usually a real fast track as well. So, like, it's not dewy. Um, you'll probably see a lot of fast football there, and the Warriors like to play fast. So I'll back SJ in to have a big one there. Um, just looking through the draw, Panthers even, against the Cowboys. Yeah, Sorry, what were you going to say? Even Titans and the Bulldogs, really, like two leaky teams. <laughs> like, it might just be 48 to 44. Yeah, it could be. I'm looking at tipping at the moment for next week, and I'm going, I actually have no idea who wins any of these, aside from maybe a couple of matchups. Like the Broncos and the Storm are playing for, uh, maybe the Storm want to lose this one so that they can play the Broncos again next week. And Adam S has mentioned that there's a chance that the Broncos play the Storm two weeks in a row. They could play them this week, and then they could play them, obviously, in week one of the finals. It's very true. Um, Obviously, the Manly are going to knock off the Tigers. Rabbitohs and yeah. the Roosters have a lot to play for as well there. If the Rabbitohs get knocked out, the Roosters probably sneak into the eight there if the Cowboys lose. Yeah. The Warriors will beat the Dolphins. Panthers should beat the Cowboys. Knights should beat the Dragons. But then you look at these two games on Sunday. Titans versus the Bulldogs, anyone can win that one. And Sharks versus the Raiders, anyone can win that. So, yeah. I mean, the, the advantage is maybe Nico Hines is back on Sunday afternoon at points bet, and it is at home for the Sharks. So maybe that could help them. But... um. Who honestly, who knows? There's about five or six matchups there I couldn't pick. I think if Nico plays, I've got the Sharks over the Raiders. But let's remember the Raiders. Um, big horse, Corey Horsburgh, just got three weeks. So he won't be playing either. That's a massive out for Canberra. Um, I think that that's enough to make sure their season doesn't go too far. Uh, but I could see them. I could see them making the second round of playoffs anyway, Canberra. So. Yeah, no, no, good point. There's a good point. Corey Horsburgh is a big loss for them. Um, there'll be some suspensions next week as well. So we'll wait to see what the injury, the casualty ward is like because uh, I saw NRL Physio do a little bit of a summary and uh, it's it's pretty brutal. I took a quick screenshot. I'm going to try and find it very quickly. So uh, for, for this week alone, Jerome Luai is out. Gutho with a knee, who obviously it doesn't matter next week now because the Eels have yep. the bye. Luke Metcalf did his hammy. Uh, we've got Rocco Berry with a knee. We've got Tamari Martin and Braden Willie Army return. 
for the final. <laughs> Braden Williami finally comes back to play the last game of the year. How good yes. is that? I can't wait for that um, price rise. I'm going to spend that money accordingly. <laughs> Hopefully it transfers over to NBL. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jerome Hughes with a knee. Harry Grant with a shoulder. Then we've got Joey Manu with a hammy. Billy Smith with an eye injury. Victor Radley with a massive cut in his cheekbone. Paddy Carrigan with a foot injury. Adam Reynolds with a calf. Reese Walsh looks like he's done his knee. Uh, Payne Haas with a finger injury. Ezra Mann with a knee. Josh Papali'i with a rib injury. Jacob Carraz looks like he's out with back stress fractures for the rest of the year. Braden Burns with a hammy again. Um, Ruben Garrick still has a back fracture. Nico Hines with a quad. Kurt Mann with a sternum. Jackson Hastings with an ankle. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's done his shoulder. That is just this week. Yep. Big week. That's manic, man. That is manic. Lucky I'm not playing for anything next week. Lucky I'm uh, not in contention of that Zinger voucher. Otherwise, uh, it, it, it would be... It would be dramas, I think. But everybody, everybody's got to right. deal with the same thing. So it's just a bit of a luck of the draw at the end. And I'm still going to try and finish strong. I'll try and get my sit starts right. Um, getting Dallin and Marju in was actually a two-week play. Like, I like Dallin's matchup against the Dolphins. So I was happy to do that. And, um, yeah, I think, um, I think Newcastle against St. George will still be good on that side. Look, realistically, it was a two-week play. Trying to finish with my best foot forward and, um, yeah, finish the year off. Yeah, we'll try and – obviously, we'll be back on Tuesday and we'll be back on Sunday, you know. Like, we're, we're not going to just kind of bail on everyone. We'll, we'll continue the show and, and finish things off the way we started. Um, but, yeah, we will talk about targets. Obviously, it's not going to be relevant to us. We're, we're, we've got no trades. Neither of us have trades left for the final round, but we'll be talking about sit starts. We'll be talking about the trades we would make if we actually did have some moves to make um, and awesome teams to target for the final round, round 27, for anybody who is overall-minded. Um, Mark's just dropped his 2024 Supercoach Mantraism. Must not buy any Bulldogs players unless their name's Preston. Tigers unless called Coruscant or Dragons unless called Lomax, and that is a very good Supercoach rule yep. to live by. Um, g'day, Josh. Thanks for watching us, mate. Um, and lastly, saw Eric when a final update's in. I took Ponga off and left me four points behind in my cash comp. Uh, Eric, you're going to have a very nervous wake up. Don't know whether you're going to sleep tonight, mate, but when you wake up in the morning, I can guarantee you that updates will be final. So you're going to know in the morning as soon as you open that up whether you've won or not. So good luck. Fingers crossed for you that uh, maybe Ponga loses a few points. <laughs> Overnight, I don't see it happening, but maybe it happens. Who knows? Um, otherwise, mate, that that wraps us up for the second last Sunday sesh for 2023. Um, guys, thanks for jumping on. Obviously, if you're still with us, please hit subscribe, please hit like, and if you're still listening at the end, please hit follow for us on wherever it is you get your audio podcasts and and leave us a review so we can reach more people. Um, otherwise, mate, that'll do us. Thanks for jumping on with me. I know you've been crook. Appreciate it couple more to go and we're, we're done for the year and then the NBL and the BBL kick in. So very exciting times ahead for Insight. And if you're an NBL, uh, NBA fan, I should say, make sure to stick with us. We're dropping daily content. Otherwise, we will catch you on Tuesday for Teamless Tuesday. Have a good one. Cheerio.